0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time, and we want you to stay tuned today. We have a subject that should interest all of us, maintaining Peace in the Home. I hope you'll stay tuned. Now today we want to continue to mention the Bible Correspondence course we have. And I know that we have those watching today for the very first time, and you may not be aware of the course that we offer. And so for your benefit, as well as others, we want to let you know more about the Bible course itself, and we'd like to, for you to know how you can receive that Bible course. So let's pause for just a moment.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail. And it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll free 1 1-877-71-5214.
1: I want to read now from Ephesians the fifth chapter beginning in verse 22 and I'll read through verse 25. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her." Today I want to make some basic assumptions. I I want to assume that you accept God's plan for the family. A second assumption that I'm going to make is that you want what is best for your family. I want to make a third assumption. I assume that you want yours to be a happy home. I I know there are many people that really want to have a happy home. They're not satisfied with the way things are, and I assume that you want a happy home. Now, the fourth assumption I'm going to make is this I assume that you're willing to pay the price to have that happy home. All homes are not happy. But I'm going to read you some verses today from the fourth chapter of Ephesians. And if we would follow these passages of Scripture, there is no doubt in my mind but what we could have peace in our families. And now I'm going to be looking at verses 25 down to the end of the chapter. And we'll be looking at verse 1 of chapter 5. Now, we're going to discuss three things. First of all, we want to look at some things that you don't do in the home. If you want peace in the family, these are things you don't do. Number one, don't tell an untruth. Look at number verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying... Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. You see, if we want to have peace at home, we must be honest with one another. We must be truthful with one another. I had a teacher in school that said that unless an individual is basically honest, that they have no foundation upon which to build a good life. And I would go a step beyond that and say, unless we are basically honest, we have no foundation upon which to build a happy, successful family. So rule number one, don't tell an untruth. Now, number two, do not let arguments... Go unsettled. Verse 26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Well, one man said that when he and his wife married, they made an agreement, knowing that somewhere along the way that they would have a minor disagreement, maybe an argument. And he said that, they made a decision that, that he would settle all of the big arguments. And she could settle all of the little arguments. And he says, we've been married for 30 years and we haven't had a big argument yet. Well, Paul said, do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. It is inevitable that some kind of an argument or some kind of a disagreement is going to come. Now that that you say, well, why is that the the case? Because we're all different? Because we do not always see things alike? And, And another reason that sometimes these disagreements come is because someone in that relationship may be thinking only about themselves. They may be selfish. Well, now, how are you going to settle your arguments? Well, one thing is you ought to be willing to admit it when you're wrong. The Bible says confess your faults one to another, James 5 and verse 16. Another way to settle your arguments is treat people like you would like to be treated. Well, why, sir, don't you treat your wife the way that you would like to be treated? And and, ma'am, why don't you treat your husband the way you would like to be treated? Jesus put it like this in Matthew 7 and 12. Whatsoever you would that men should do unto you, do you also unto them. Now that will help to settle our arguments. And so we need to grow up and we need to be mature and not be like children, Ephesians 4 and verse 14. And so if we want to have peace at home, don't, don't tell an untruth and do not allow your arguments to go unsettled. Now a third thing is we should not hurt others with the tongue. Notice verse number 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. You want to maintain peace. Do not tell a lie. Be honest. Do not let your arguments, your disagreements, go without being settled. And then third, watch what you say with the tongue. The tongue is such a powerful, powerful instrument, and we need to guard it. The Bible talks about those who fail to bridle their tongues. James 1 in verse 26, and he says their religion is a vain religion. An individual may attend every service sing every song, participate in every prayer, may be a great worker in the church, but if they cannot bridle their tongue, their religion is in vain. So do not hurt people in the relationship with the tongue. Sometimes people abuse others with the tongue. Sometimes people are abused with gossip. Circulating stories that may or may not be true. Sometimes we hurt other people with with, uh, saying things that are sarcastic in nature. But those things are not productive of bringing peace in a relationship. And then a fourth thing that we should not do if we want to maintain peace in our home is do not grieve the Holy Spirit with sin. Look in verse number 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. God is grieved by sin. God destroyed the world during the days of Noah because God was so grieved by the sin of the world. And I rather suspect that when God looks down from heaven upon our world today that God is grieved by the sin of our world. But we're talking about the relationship in a family, the relationship between a man and his wife, the relationship between parents and children. We should never do anything that would bring sin into that relationship. Think about the relationship now between a man and his wife. A man should never grieve the Holy Spirit of God by being unfaithful to his wife. And a wife should never grieve God by being unfaithful to her husband. You just do not do that. I don't know why people become unfaithful. I have no idea. I suppose that we could begin to name all kinds of things such as they think that the grass is greener somewhere else or they they begin to think they're getting old and they've got to prove themselves or something. I don't know. But I'll tell you the basic reason that people... Are, are unfaithful to their companion is because they let the devil get in control of their thinking and their life, their decisions and they sin against God and they not only sin against God but they sin against their companion. We're talking about trying to keep peace in the home. You see, I'm assuming that that's the kind of a home that you want. You want to have a happy home. So those are four things you do not do. Do not lie. Do not let arguments go without being settled. Do not hurt other people with your tongue. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by sin. Now then, there are some things that you're going to have to get rid of if you want to keep peace at home. There are some things that you're going to have to put away Now look at verse 32, or rather verse 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now those are the things that have to be put away. Notice some of these things. The, The first thing he talks about is bitterness. Bitterness. I have seen wives who were so bitter toward their husband. Maybe she was bitter toward him because he spent too much time with with, with his recreation. Or she may have been bitter because he had a habit that was hurting her and hurting the children. She was bitter. Maybe she was bitter because he had been unfaithful to her. She was bitter. But when we become bitter in any relationship, that bitterness will do more to harm the person who harbors that bitterness than it will the person to whom it is directed. So you need to put away bitterness. You will never maintain a peaceful relationship at home as long as you have bitterness in your heart. So that has to go. Then you put away things like wrath and you put away anger. Some people explode like dynamite. And I have an idea that some of you in your family have to walk around those kinds of people like you're walking on eggshells. Because if you were to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, They'll just blow up. Let me tell you, if that's the way you are, if you are angry all the time, you're you're going to destroy the peace of your family. And you must rid yourself of that anger. Uh, Some of the other things that he mentions that must be put away is clamor and evil speaking. We, We can't be talking about our Spouses and think we're going to have a good relationship in the home. I've known of people who would get with their friends and they would begin to talk about their spouse and they would begin to talk about all their faults and all of their flaws, all their mistakes, and begin to air out things before others that ought not to have been said. That's evil speaking. And so if you want to maintain a peaceful relationship, a happy relationship in your home, that has to go. That has to go. Well now, how then will we have a happy home? There are some things that you must do. First of all, if you'll notice verse 32. You must be kind. He says, be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. And being tender hearted and being kind go together. Love is kind. 1 Corinthians 13 uh, verse uh, 4 to verse 8. Love is kind. And another way to read that from 1 Corinthians 13 is like this, I am kind. Are you kind to the people in your home? Do you speak with kindness? In Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 26, the writer is talking about a good woman. And he says the law of kindness is in her tongue. Is there the law of kindness in your tongue? Be kind. Be kind one to another. Children need for their parents to be kind. I know sometimes children can really get the best of you. I know sometimes they can get your nerves on edge. But please, Be kind to your children. Be kind to them. They need kindness. They live in a rough world. They live in a world where there is so much unkindness. The one place in all of the world where they ought to find people who treat them with respect and kindness should be at home. You say, well, my children, that my children talk back to me, and my children are not very kind. Well, remember, life is an echo. We get back what we've sent out. Maybe, if you would be kinder to them, they might treat you in the same way. So the first thing I suggest that we need to do to have this happy home is we need to be kind. There was a man who died, and it was well known that his wife uh, somewhat was a, uh, had harassed him a lot with her tongue. And when he died, he was still in his coffin. She went over and she put a lone rose in his hands. Someone remarked, that's the kindest thing she ever did for him. I think that's sad. I think that's, that's so sad. Why wait till someone dies to try to show kindness? Show kindness while we're alive. I, I have noticed that sometimes we are kinder to strangers than we are to those with whom we live. A man may be kinder to a woman at work than he is to his own wife. A woman may be kinder to some man that she works with in the office than she is to her own husband. Children may be kinder to someone else's parents than they are to their own. You want to have peace at home? You want to maintain it? Be kind one to another. Now the second thing we need to do is to be forgiving. That's also in verse 32. He said, forgiving one another. Well, how do we do that? Even as God in Christ forgave you, you've been forgiven. If you're Christian, you have been forgiven. If you're not a Christian, you can be forgiven. And I'd urge you to do that, to to, to have your sins forgiven, that is, become a Christian. And you do that by believing on Christ and repenting of your sins and confessing your faith and by being baptized into Christ and being added to the Lord's church and then living a faithful, dedicated Christian life and making your home a Christian home. And and you've been forgiven of your past sins. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know that the Lord will forgive you? Well, that's the way we ought to forgive other people. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Some people have a hard time forgiving other people. If they are ever offended with you, it is a difficult, difficult thing for them to ever, ever forgive you. But we're talking about how to keep peace in the family. And the best day of your life will be the day that you let it go. You've been having this feeling in your heart of not being willing to forgive. You've been harboring something in your mind against someone in your family. I've known a family to go for years with, with something brewing in that family when all they really needed to do was to let go and forgive. Just forgive like you want to be forgiven. Forgive like God does. And when God forgives us, he treats us as though it never happened. When he forgives, the David said in Psalms 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our iniquities from us. That's the way God forgives us of our sins. When he forgives us, he treats us as though that had never happened. That's the way we need to forgive one another. That is, if we want to have peace at home. But then another thing that we must do to have peace at home is to be an imitator of God. In chapter 5 and verse 1, Paul wrote, Therefore be imitators of God, Be imitators of God as dear children. Can I ask you a personal question? What is it that is really important to you? Is it your boat and motor? Your golf clubs? Your new car? You diamond ring your husband just bought you? Your membership at the country club? What is it that's really important to you? That which ought to be more important to you than any other thing is your relationship with God. And Paul said, I want you to be imitators of God as dear children. That simply means that we must be followers of God. And if we want to have a happy family, peace in the home, you cannot rob the home of God. Every home ought to be a place where the Bible is read. It ought to be a place where prayer is heard. It ought to be a place where on the Lord's day people prepare to go to worship. It ought to be a place where people are followers of God. You're not going to have all your difficulties resolved just because you're a Christian, but I can tell you one thing, it's so much easier when you are you want peace at home? Become a Christian. Become a Christian father and become a Christian mother. I remember being in a place in Alabama preaching a number of years ago, maybe back in the mid-70s, and we were having a great gospel meeting. People were responding to the invitation. Souls are being saved. And I noticed a young couple there with some small children. I asked the preacher, I said, who are those people? He told me their names. I said, are they Christians? He said, no, they're not. I said, well, I'd like to go to their home and visit with them. And we went over to their home after the service. I think it was actually on Sunday, Sunday night. And I said, uh, I appreciate your being in the service today. And I just wonder, was there anything that, uh, that you would like to uh, ask? Is there any questions you might have about anything that we did in the service or anything that we said? And they said, no. I said, did you understand what was taught today? Yes. I said, D- do you really believe it? They said, yes, yeah. Brother Lambert, we believe it. I, I said, you, don't, you know what to do to be saved? Oh, He said, yes, I, I know what to do to be saved. The man was speaking. I said, well, you have such a lovely family. And I said, you have a beautiful wife and some beautiful children. And your wife deserves a Christian husband. And your children deserve a Christian daddy and a Christian mother. He said, now listen, Brother Lambert, I like to hunt and I like to fish. And I do them on Sunday. Well, I said, there's nothing wrong with those things. I said, I, I like doing some of those things myself. But I said, please, Jimmy, do not lose your soul over that. And about two days later, he and his wife made their home a Christian home by being baptized into Christ. They were added to the church later he became an elder in the church great leader in the church he wanted to make his home christian home you see that's what i'm trying to urge you to do you'll never have peace till you make peace with god and you'll have a good christian relationship in your home i'd urge you to do that that's the most wonderful thing you can do for your family i want to urge you to call now for the course. I want to thank you for watching. On until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.